dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Well, they did it again. Trump got indicted again. He said if he's indicted a fourth time, guess what, folks? He's going to get elected. And that is true. This is getting to be almost biblical. And uh, someone put out a meme, Illumination, on Twitter and said, They are trying to make us fearful so they can control us, but they will never control me because... And then he posts this meme. He said, and there's a picture of Jesus Christ with Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Uh, In the Oval Office, there's the picture of Jesus Christ behind uh, Donald Trump. And he says... I have devoted my entire life to following a man. Okay, so this is Illumination saying, they're trying to make me fearful so they can control us, but they never can control me because I have devoted my entire life to following a man who was convicted, sentenced to death, and was crucified, hung naked on a cross, and was buried. And you think a few indictments are going to persuade me to not vote for Donald Trump? Trump 2024, baby. So it's getting to be, it's feeling like that. I mean, this guy is like a martyr now. It's no, I've never seen him. I've never seen the definition of martyrism, martyrdom. Uh, then I, what I'm seeing before my eyes in America. And what's all absolutely stunning and amazing is that there are people that tuned in to Rachel Maddow last night to listen to see what Hillary Clinton had to say. How mentally deranged do you have to be to actually even remotely consider the fact that you're not on the wrong side of history if you're a Democrat? How in the million years? I mean, let's go through these charges for just one second. So here's the charges. 
violation of Georgia RICO. Okay, this all sounds kind of like, whoa, this is terrible. Serious felony is what the level is. So, And they put that one in there because that's going to get this case moved along. They're calling it a serious felony. So listen, meanwhile, they got his attorney in there. They got Sidney Powell in there, another attorney. They got all these, you know, Capo never had. Al Capone never had these kind of charges. You know, it's crazy. John Eastman is attorney. We're going to hear a clip from last week of what John Eastman had to say. And a whole host of other people. Uh, John Meadows. Mark Meadows, I mean. Mark Meadows. Uh, Jim Jordan's, one of Jim Jordan's best friends in, uh, that was in Congress at the time. And then he was chief of staff for uh, Mark Meadows. Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. The mayor of 9-11. One of the great Americans. Celebrities. That when he dies, you know, will go down as one of the New York's best mayors ever. He's indicted. All of them received these charges. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public... Uh, then these get cut off. Conspiracy to commit forgery. Conspiracy to commit false statements. Conspir- Do you notice how these charges say the word conspiracy? That's a thought crime. Conspiracy. You were thinking about... You know, going into the uh, going into Washington and storming the gates. I thought about it. Well, you're going to jail for thinking about it. That's a conspiracy because you you involved another person. Your lawyer. False statements of and writings. What in politics? And is it a false? Well, let's see what's a false statement. If I say the election's rigged, and I'm going to put it in writing, and I have proof. And you say the election's not rigged, but you're the authority. Then you could say that my statement of truth is your false statement that you're prosecuting me about. So solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, false statements and writings. Okay, so we have this broken down in a different way. Again, they have false statements and writings a couple of three times. False, false, file false documents. This is incredibly weak. So it says here also uh, there is a big deal about a the same uh, grand jury w- uh, document was leaked, leaked to the public, put up on their website. And when asked, Fanny Willis basically said she didn't know how that. Yeah, anything about the clerk's office or how things get put up on the website. She doesn't know anything. But the document was put up on the website for the public to see before the grand jury made their ruling. And the grand jury is headed up by a four-person that's this wackadoodle girl that's such a crazy libtard. And she hates Trump. And she went on MSNBC and CNN and started bragging about how she wanted to swear Trump in and be Trump's boss just even for 60 seconds because she just wants Trump to be humanized because Trump is bigger than life. 
So this is exactly the same list of charges which the Fulton County Clerk's Office claimed was fake. Who's going to charge the Fulton County Clerk's Office with lying? The Fulton County, Georgia's indictment of Donald Trump posted finally. And it's the same as the one that was put out before the grand jury literally made its decision. And when asked about the supposedly fictitious Trump indictment, she says, I can't tell you anything about what you're referring to. I'm not an expert on clerk's duties or even administrative duties, so I'm not going to speculate. Now, I guess that is not necessarily live. You think how she parsed her words. She's saying, I can't tell you. I guess she can tell you. That's a lie about what you're referring to. And she says, I'm not an expert on clerk's duties. And frankly, she probably is an expert. So she lied many, many times there. Or even administrative duties. So I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. You know, maybe she's just the smartest person in the room that doesn't know anything. Who knows? According to the Fulton County Clerk's Office that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump, those that fictitious document uh, matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. No, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost 8 o'clock, if not right after 8 o'clock. An <coughs> indictment was returned. It was true billed, and you now have an indictment. Um, I am not an expert on clerk's duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system, and so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. Have you had any contact with the special counsel about overlap between these cases, and do you attend to try? And that was, well, do you, have you had any contact with Jack Smith? And she said no. So that's a lie. We're going to find out that's a lie, too. So that's crazy stuff right there. I, I see it as reverse racism. These are no different than the the Marxist lesbians that run Black Lives Matter. Um, this is no different. And there's a whole bunch of them in the Fulton County uh, clerk's office, DAs. This is, a, this is another Soros DA. Once again, Fulton County is the source of... The actual voter fraud from 2020, and they're now blaming Trump. And Hillary Clinton's out there, the benefactor of voter fraud, even though she lost, and they're still only blaming Trump. Nobody else is getting prosecuted for anything else. All the fraud that we've seen has gone back to Democrats, all of it. And all of the rules have favored the Democrats. You know, the COVID mask mandate rule, the ballot harvesting rule, the voter ID rule. These are all rules that were advanced and pushed as an agenda by the left. And they're all rules that have been allowed to penetrate our and, and, and uh, create havoc 
and chaos into our election systems. I mean, we know what the fraud is. There are no signatures that are verified. Signatures uh, verification is getting it. They're turning a blind eye to that. Fulton County, uh, I guess, was the place where they shut the thing down. They had some videotape of these reverse racism, these black women, probably distant relatives of Fannie Willis, um, running the ballots through the machines over and over and over again and giving giving the uh, Democrat, uh, Biden, a small, hair razor thin victory in Georgia on paper, but that's not how that that went down. Trump was way ahead until the middle of the night, until the flood, until the all this uh, these anomalies happened, and you could even catch this stuff on tape now, and you'll still be not just called wrong, not just debated against. But you'll literally be thrown in jail for objecting to the fraud that they're perpetrating. But because they're in power by hook or by crook, they hold the keys to the jail cell. You don't. It's unreal, the banana republic the Democrats have made America. And our Democrat friends that still hate Trump and support Joe Biden, shame on you. Shame on you. Because you're the, you're part of the problem. And you're going to look back because the truth will come out. And you're going to look back one day and you are going to be embarrassed. So Greg Price uh, writes this. Things are now illegal according to the Georgia indictment. Asking people for phone numbers, reserving rooms in a Capitol building, telling people to watch TV, getting people to attend legislative hearings. And he has examples. On the 21st day of November, Mark Randall Meadows, Mark Meadows, sent a text message to United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and State and stated, can you send me the number and the leader of PA legislator? POTUS wants to chat with them. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Wow. Okay, let's try another one. On or about, the, on or about that means they don't even know the day. 11th day of December 2020. David Schaefer reserves room 216 at the Georgia State Capitol in Fulton County, Georgia, for the December 14th, 2020 meeting of Trump presidential elector nominees in Fulton County, Georgia. This was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy. <clears throat> On or about the third day of December, Donald Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account, Real Donald Trump, Georgia hearings now on OANN. Amazing. This was an overt act of, okay, so he's asking people to watch TV. 
On or about the 8th day of December 2020, Michael Roman sent a text message to unindicted co-conspirator individual 4, who identity, whose identity to the grand jury stated that he had spoken to Misty Hampton and asked unindicted co-conspirator individual 4 to get Misty Hampton to attend the hearing before the Georgia House of Representatives Gover- Governmental Affairs Committee on December 10th, 2020. That doesn't sound anomalous to me or, or, or criminal to me. More things are now illegal according to the indictment. Well, let's take another list. Holding meetings, calling people, asking people to call special sessions of legislatures, setting up phone calls. Okay, so it's much of the same thing. I could read those Act 28, Act 30, Act 31, and Act 37. The ones I just read were Act 6, Act 57, Act 22, Act 45, right? And then there are more, Act 40, um, Act 52, Act, let's see, Act 52, Act 92, and Act 96. Let's see what they cover. Getting Getting contact information for people. Sending emails, observing a signature match at the audits on mail-in ballots, asking people to speed up signature match audits, things that people are now being charged for. How about this one? More. This is Greg Price. This is a uh, Fox News producer and... uh, News gather, a totally legit dude. So, telling people that there may be, may have been voter fraud, telling people to watch RSBN, discussing the election on a phone call, offering to provide election worker Ruby Freeman with protection. All right, this is Acts 101, Act 110, Act 119. It is completely frivolous, folks, is what I'm telling you. And uh, Jack Posobiec writes, making fun of Mike Pence is illegal now, too. Act 140. Let's read this one. Honor of... About the 6th day of January 2021, Donald Trump placed a telephone call to Vice President Mike Pence and solicited him to disrupt and delay the joint session of Congress on January 6th, the day prescribed by law for counting votes cast by the duly elected and qualified presidential electors from Georgia and the other states. When Pence refused, Donald Trump stated that Pence would go down as a wimp and that Pence was not protecting the United States. This was an overt act of in furtherance of the conspiracy. <laughs> Unbelievable. And they're doing this all over the internet. I mean, there is just one frivolous thing after the next. So Stephen Miller, he writes this. It's time to get tough. He said, a Republican DA could indict both Biden and Mayorkas for human trafficking. He could. A Republican DA could indict, especially under these these rules, right? I mean, under these rules, yes. Why won't you? 
But you could also, you know, you're gonna they're gonna win this on appeal. Number one, they're gonna win this on appeal. They said the Georgia Republican legislature should amend their pardon laws. Okay, so here's one one caveat. The Georgia governor can't pardon anybody. It has to go through a uh, appeals, the same appeals panel uh, is used to pardon. Okay, so there's an appeals panel that issues the pardons. And with a case like this, one would think, okay, this is a political persecution, not a prosecution. We know that. So how can we right the wrongs, right? And how can we hold Republican congressmen that are allowing Georgia to be slipped away and go to into the hands of someone like a Senator Warnock or, or a, um, you know, uh, Fannie Willis, or you know, even worse, the uh, hands of con- uh, China, uh, because China owns a good chunk of Georgia. Georgia sold out to China. And there's proof of that where Governor Kemp has documents and uh, transactions that led to the takeover from China uh, in the business development in Georgia to try to make himself rich and to try to make himself look good with jobs. Georgia invested heavily. I mean, China invested heavily in Georgia. Uh, much to the chagrin of the phase one, phase two deal that Pompeo and Trump was putting together. And Kemp and his minions, his secretaries of state, were all in bed with Chinese uh, deal deal makers. They were totally eating the Georgia leadership's lunch because they were so ignorant to the fact that they were being played. And they took the easy gravy money, the kickback money, and sold out Georgia and sold out America and then allowed these elections to be rigged. And and here you are. I mean, Kemp is one of the least popular leaders of any state. Nobody in Georgia likes him except for the people rigging the elections. So, so how is it this is one Republican is loved by so many Georgians when someone like Herschel Walker or Donald Trump can't win. And a guy like Warnock wins, right? Because they're America last policies. I don't remember Georgia ever being that far backwards. But who knows? But the Georgia Republican legislature should amend their pardon laws to grant Governor Kemp the power of the pardon. They could do that today. Call your state congressman in Georgia. Any of these Georgia charges will fail on appeal at the, I think it's the 11th Circuit. They'll fail on appeal if it gets that far. So don't you worry. And not only that, but there's four different indictments now for Trump. They want this one to be pushed six months out which puts it right smack dab into the middle of the Republican primary in February. But they want to joint 19, 19 defendants, and they want to go after them all at once. And guess what? It's not going to happen. All 19 are going to have attorneys. 
it's going to cost everybody so dearly, including the the, the prosecutor of Fulton County. This is going to... The taxpayers in Georgia, conservative tax dollars, are going to be used to pay not only for the social welfare programs in Atlanta that are run rampant, putting that city in debt, but they're also footing the bill for Fannie Willis persecution, political persecution of your beloved Donald Trump. So it's a twofer. And they can't lose because they're spending conservative dollars for oppo research. The only thing is they are losing because every time they do it, Trump's stock goes up. There's just no way that you can't see the biblical uh, essence of this clown show. No way you can't see it. But I like what Stephen Miller said. A Republican DA can indict with Biden, uh, both Biden and Mayorkas, for human trafficking. I think that we need to start looking not like Mitch McConnell, which is to turn a blind eye and collect your 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 government con, uh, government uh, kickbacks like a corrupt politician. But what you need is you need an eye for an eye at this point. Because it's it's more like David and Goliath. We have probably one chance to save our country. Globalism is taking over this country. Globalism is. And these morons in Fulton County are too stupid to even realize that their, their playmates over in China and their corporate donors coming from BlackRock and the World Economic Forum, they're too stupid to make the secondary connection to their actions. They're that dumb. And so are the Democrats. I saw this meme. Basically, they said, you know, these Democrats don't even know the hand that they're being played into. They're basically just following the Pied Piper right into, you know, right into the lion's den. And they don't even know it. And this is the thing. We're trying to tell them, but they don't want to listen. And that's the sad part, because their stupidity is going to take us all down in this boat. And that is the problem. We know, we know that they're, they're, they're sheep. We know that they're being duped. We know that they can't possibly believe something that they know to be true. I, I think that they're, the de- a lot, many of the Democrats don't know how they're being played. And they're just that stupid when it comes to politics. They never want to debate. They always get angry when you put them into a corner with a conversation. Um, but they don't really realize how much they're hurting this country with open borders and trans storytelling and indoctrination of children and pedophilia and giving all this money to Ukraine while Hawaii burns, not seeing the forest from the trees, thinking it's climate change because they're told to believe it when it's really a heat heat laser or some sort of uh, 
willful negligence in Hawaii that allowed that fire pattern to do what it did and take the richest counties at sea level and perhaps build up you know what's uh, what they're p- suggesting is a 15 minute cities in Maui to consolidate people into taller high rises in that development strategy that they have and that is a theory as to why these fires were started never mind the fact that hundreds of children were murdered but that's not the way you achieve eminent domain is it through by hook or by crook like a snake these monsters are worse than hitler who put jewish people on a train and gassed them to death they're worse than hitler So President Trump's attorney, Ali Lena Haba, is outraged that they're allowed, allowing cameras and the press into the courtroom. And it's so funny, the judge put up a sign, a campaign sign, in the courtroom. And Fannie Willis put up a fundraiser for her DA membership, like so she could get reelected. They're milking this for all it's worth, knowing that this was going to be a storm. And they did it in prime time at night. What a rigged banana republic we are living in. There's a bunch of cavemen in Fulton County, Georgia, acting like they got, you know, acting like they're they're completely ignorant and that they're working in a third world country. It's unreal. In Georgia. And Georgians are just going to sit back and let this. Are you not going to protest? Are you not going to write your Georgia state congressman and have them change the pardon rules? Are you not going to do something? You have the power to do something. Do it. As well, what do you expect, Alina? Zelina Hava, Trump's attorney. Expect because they leaked it by accident because some clerk accidentally filed it a few hours ago. There's going to be counts. It's going to be RICO. We all know what it is because we have a leaky AG prosecutor and DAs in this country. This is ridiculous. So the cameras are even watching this right now, frankly. I mean, it's unprofessional. It's unethical and it's un-American. It is uh, unprecedented. I said, why I don't we don't often get behind the scenes camera footage of the process inside a court it makes it feel like it's almost part of the show it is part of the show this is a show it's a political show fanny i can do tv too it is not okay what you are doing this is unacceptable the fact that we have cameras and press sitting there but i have not seen the indictment as his general counsel for safe america i have no indictment yet in in front of me how is that possible and how is that okay when do you expect to see one? Uh, will, will, will you find out what the rest of us do? You know when I'll see it? When the New York Times or you guys send it to me. That's when I'll see it because that's the way our country is operating these days. It's just a despicable situation. It really is. I have no words at this point. I have no words. This is the fourth indictment in months. It's political. It's election interference. And it is obvious, obvious. And if you're not awake yet, I don't really know what's, what it's going to take for you. I really don't. 
Yeah, that's what I've been saying. And you know what else? Uh, in that footage I was just watching uh, of the of the court, the only one that was white was the judge. Everybody was black that works in Fulton County. And and the judge had, you know, his own banner ad up. He had that little silver gray grayish beard, like he looked like a total libtarded uh academic. Um it's just it's it's, it's you just almost can see it, right? You you know it when you see it. I mean, I have street smarts. I can look at a person and size them up. I know exactly what that game is. I know exactly what's going on there. But I mean, I don't know understand why Black America isn't speaking up. You know, so many Black conservatives are outraged by this. But you know, you even take a look at Africa. They want to kill the boar, kill the white farmer, literally. It's it's a it's a field day for killing white people. I mean, it's just unbelievable. In 2023, they got a brain that's telling them that's a good idea. I mean, how in the world does this exist in 2023? We have books today. We read. We 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 understand civil liberties. We get this. We got this. How could you be so stupid? It's unbelievable. You know, it's it's an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. So Zero Hedge writes this. First, they leaked the indictment before the jury even voted. They forgot to redact juror names. And here are the names. Robert Wells, four-person. Okay, so this girl, I'm not sure if she's still on this list. Um, I'm going to look that up in a second. But Ashley Melvin, assistant four-person. Julia DeCredico, assistant secretary. Earl Arnold. Danielle Brown. Carol Dick. Kathy Gold. Willis Hardy. Brenda Hart. Antoinette Hudson, Il Lynn, Max Mortensen, Gregory Petralia, Jennifer Price, George Pringle, Pavan Polavarti, Pranin, Franin Sarif, Emma St. John, Vladimir Chakarov, Cedric Trice, Esther Uduji, Uduje. Uh, Marcus Wellborn, Kathleen Chen, and even Christopher Sutton and Jasmine Castro and Clarissa Bryan were stricken from the list. This is the state of Georgia County of Fulton in the Superior Court of said county. The grand jurors selected, chosen, and sworn for the country, for the county of Fulton to wit. So first they leaked the indictment before the jury even voted. Then they forgot, forget to redact juror names. How stupid. That's just crazy. That's crazy moronic stupid. And apparently there's a law against that. So criminal procedure, bonds and records, it says... Well, this is too long to read. I can't decipher it. But, um, and then Vladimir Chakarov 
at Georgia State University. Vladimir is a professor in the Religious Studies Department at Georgia State University. See what their students are saying about him. Well, Russians finally got Georgia oil. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, funny. Who would think the university professor would be a leftist stooge? Georgia State faculty probably not very big fans of Trump. No. Georgia State. Not Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia State. And you got a Russian in there or Ukrainian or whatever the heck he is. <laughs> Unbelievable. You can look that name. Look the, Play it back. Look him up. Do whatever you want to do. We're doing eye for eye around here now. We're not doing anything less. All right, so we're going to go back about a week. And um, the rules of the elections were unconstitutional, changed in all of the swing states. So this is John Eastman, who got indicted last night. And this was posted by Liz Harrington a week ago, or more than a week ago. But let's take a listen to him, because this is one of the guys that was... uh, Basically, a senior fellow at Claremont Institute. Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution is quite clear. The power to direct the manner for choosing presidential electors is vested in the legislature of the state. Not the secretary of state, not the county clerk, Mm -hmm. not the attorney general, not the governor. They are not legally authorized to make changes to the election code. If the election, if the legislature is chosen to have their electors chosen by an election, they could just choose the electors themselves as many of the states did at the beginning of our nation's history for nearly a half a century. Uh, But when they set up an election code, that becomes the manner of choosing electors. And the individual uh, actors in the executive or judicial branch don't have the legal authority to alter that. They did. They changed deadlines. They altered signature verification process or in Pennsylvania eliminated it altogether. They added drop boxes. They got rid of voter ID in Wisconsin. Both of those things have been subsequently held to have been illegal, which means also unconstitutional. The question in my mind was not whether those illegalities occurred. That's obvious. The question is whether it it had an impact on the election such that politically, uh, in order to determine who the actual winner was, uh, they should take account of that. And in Wisconsin, the significant report uh, by uh, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Mike Gableman identified a couple hundred thousand ballots that were affected by the illegality. Uh, an illegality, for example, the Secretary of State barred bipartisan teams from observing in nursing homes as the law required. That, that was not only illegal, but it opened the door for a massive and proven fraud. Because the ballots that came out of those nursing homes are in many thousands of instances in the same handwriting. Uh, And so this kind of illegality opened the door for fraud. In numerous instances, we've proved the fraud occurred. And in Wisconsin, the amount of the fraud caused by that illegality was much greater than the 20,000 vote margin in Wisconsin. So this happened in all of the swing states. And the notion that we should just forget about it and pretend it didn't exist... It's like that old famous movie where the guy's, you know, b- big explosions going on behind him. And he says, nothing to see here. Move on. Yeah, move no, on. that's exactly right. So. Yeah, so that's crazy. Um, now I had a, I was going to set this up because um, we're going to play a couple of clips, uh, recent uh, updates on this news. We're first going to run this news report uh, to give you the latest on 
you know, what what's going on with this uh, particular indictment. This is fresh new information. Let's take a listen. Oh, an incredibly busy evening. Good morning to you, Steve Ainsley and Brian. And uh, the former president is lashing out against the prosecution. He tells Fox News Digital, quote, this politically inspired indictment, which could have been brought close to three years ago, was tailored for placement right smack in the middle of my political campaign, where I am leading all Republicans. The former president and 18 others face various charges individually, including violation of oath by a public officer and filing false documents. All of the defendants have been charged with violating Georgia's racketeering law, which carries a maximum prison sentence of 20 years. In addition to Mr. Trump, the indicted defendants include his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and some of his former attorneys, including Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. The 98-page indictment lists Scott McAfee as the judge who will be presiding over the case. McAfee was appointed by Republican Governor Brian Kemp and joined the Fulton County Superior Court earlier this year. Hours before the jury handed up the indictment, an incomplete document listing the same charges briefly appeared on the Fulton County Clerk of Court's website before abruptly being taken down. My colleague Brian Yenis pressed the DA on what happened. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. No, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost 8 o'clock, if not right after 8 o'clock. An indictment was returned. Trump attorney Alina Haba says none of the defendants was given any advance notice on the indictments before uh, news broke on on TV and and online. Uh, The DA is giving the defendants until noon on August 25 to voluntarily turn themselves in. Steve Ainsley and Brian, back to you. Hey, Jonathan, I know they... uh Included a bunch of security measures around the courthouse where you are right now, just in case there was trouble. Was there anything? No. In fact, there was a small protest yesterday unrelated to what was going on in the court. It was a uh, so-called Stop Cop City protest, a protest against this um, uh, police training center (laughs) that is under construction just outside of town. But knowing that all of the national media would be out here outside the courthouse, they took advantage of the opportunity to protest just outside the courthouse. And you just mentioned the story, so they got what they were trying to do. All right, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, They're that radically left. Let's take a listen to this. This is Jonathan Turley. Well, I did find that statement by the district attorney to be baffling. I, to say, well, I don't know anything about uh, the clerk's office. Right. Uh, this, if this was a premature uh, publication of the indictment, it's a, it's a serious mishap. You'd think she'd be somewhat curious as to how that happened. But the indictment is, as we expected, uh, founded on this broad racketeering claim. Uh, You've got 18 individuals who are charged. Willis seems to have charged everything and everyone is allowing God to sort them out. Uh, You know, you look at this indictment and every call, every tweet, every speech seems to be a separate uh, criminal act that composes this conspiracy. 
uh, that raises really troubling questions as to the criminalization of the challenges to elections. Uh, you know, I've been covering presidential elections a long time. I can't even remember how many. Uh, but in every single presidential election, we track challenges by Democrats, by Republicans. Uh, some of them are based on strong evidence, some are not. Even in this election, mm -hmm. you had people like Mark Elias for the Democratic Party uh, after this, uh, these acts uh, alleged that voting machines in New York uh, uh, were at the uh, were the cause of, of flipping an election and challenging that election. Uh, was that a crime? Of course it wasn't. It was a challenge. They were looking for judicial review. So it's a very troubling uh, mm -hmm. indictment. You know, Jonathan, they waited two and a half years to do this. If they had a problem, our question is, why didn't they take this to court two and a half years ago? Why wait in all four of these indictments until a year before the election, knowing these court cases are happening next year, when we'll all be going to the polls in November? I think that's a fair question. I think that the former president was uh, within his rights to raise it. I think there's support for it. This indictment obviously could have been brought uh, long before uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, it seemed to have been time to hit right in the middle of the election. And now we have a pileup. You know, the, this president is being really pursued pillar to post across the country in different uh, jurisdictions. There's going to be a reaction to that. I mean, there, there is, uh, this is a very troubling thing to watch. The thing about Georgia, though, that I don't I think the Trump team should discount is that this has legs. You know, it, because it was brought under the racketeering statute, it's going to be very hard to get an appellate review to knock this out on threshold questions. Racketeering cases are largely fact cases. And the prosecutors argue, let us prove our case. Right. Let us bring the evidence together. So the chances of this surviving a review are, are likely quite high, at least in some form. Now, in the D.C. case, the judge there could cause a similar problem. She could make it difficult mm -hmm. for Trump to get to the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court on what I think are major threshold constitutional questions. That is, unlike Georgia... Jack Smith is creating new law, and it's not going to please a lot of these higher courts. In Georgia, this is, this is a state action. Elections fall within their purview. So it's going to be harder to take, take out a case like this on a threshold challenge. Sure. Jonathan, uh, we have paid your retainer until 7.15. We've got about eight more minutes. Can you stay there for just a second? All right. Well, that's kind of funny. Um, let's take a listen to the, uh, this. I think, you know, Democrats, Democrats. are sort of So this is Julian Epstein, former chief counsel. Uh, for He's a Democrat, right? And he's basically saying Democrats are starting to crack. Like this is getting a little too hard to swallow for Democrats. Celebrating, saying, you know, this sort of this is a done deal. You heard what you quoted, what Hakeem Jeffries said. This is mm -hmm. part of criminal activity. This is part of the ongoing criminal activity. I think that's a big mistake for Democrats because it just makes the Democratic Party look very political. It reinforces the argument that this is that, that Trump has made, that this is all a witch hunt. He sees warnings. Have you talked to many Democrats that feel the same way? 
Uh, not not many because, you know, they, they seem to s- smile and snicker and they, they feel so good about it. You know, when the Washington Post comes out with an article talking about how the impeachment has begun on day one of his presidency, literally when Donald Trump was inaugurated, you kind of think that maybe the fix is in, that they're all, that's all they're going to do is try to tear him down. They go after MAGA Republicans as if there are tens of millions of people who, who don't love their country. And, and to just continually to go after him. You know, the press conference last night, middle of the night, not a lot of confidence in this prosecutor, puts out a a fictitious article, a fictitious one on their website, and then all of a sudden it pops up later. uh, And then she's doing this thing at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. It, it just makes no sense, Brian, because there's an unequal application of justice. That's the rub. That's They don't go after the Democrats with the same vigor that they do Republicans. You know, uh, the problem with uh, her... Uh, Willis, uh, Fanny Willis, she had a fundraiser for one of the opponents who's actually a target of this investigation. So she had a fundraiser for the opponent while she's prosecuting somebody that was just named last night. And she also uh, goes on a photo shoot right before this, panics, I guess, when they had the premature release that Reuters reported, and then had this 11 o'clock announcement. You had two and a half years, and you got to wait till 11 o'clock on a Monday to announce it. And then she puts out a meme, retweets a meme about Lindsey Graham. I mean, does anyone think she's an arbiter of justice? Yeah, it's hard to believe that she's serious. They put out this document before the grand jury has voted. So the grand jury's voted. She's already put it out there, then calls it back, says it's fictitious. It made no sense. And again, she was doing fundraisers, sent out a fundraising email in the last couple uh, days, right before this. And why did they have to wait two and a half years, more than two and a half years? They're going to do this and say, oh, I want to have the trial in February of next year, right smack in the middle of the of the. Uh, election, the primary election. Again, there's just no confidence in why in the world did you not go after a single Democrat for the same charge? And Stacey Abrams, she's the example number one. She would not confirm or deny that she's collaborating with Jack Smith either. So there's a major coordination between the state and the federal government. Uh, Jason Chaffetz, thank that was Jason Chaffetz. Um, all right, so now we're going to take a listen to something else. This is kind of interesting as well. Rachel Maddow says to Hillary Clinton, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that, that the only way on election is trustworthy is that if they come out on top of it. It tells you something. Uh, it tells you something not just about that person, but so, of course, the, the the irony there is the article you mentioned that I published uh, about Clinton. the weaponization of loneliness really does, in my view, point to the larger cultural concerns because the lack of trust, the divisiveness, the undermining of faith. So she's going to give you a lecture on what's right. But then here she is right here. I think it's also critical to understand that as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me. You can run the best campaign. She did. You didn't. can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Oh, she's, shouldn't she go to jail for that? Right? Let's take a listen. President was chosen not just because of a foreign intelligence operation. We're, we're grappling with this existential. The foreign intelligence uh, operation that she was talking about to rig the election was the Russian hoax perpetrated, paid for, 
and orchestrated by Hillary Clinton. No question as to whether his campaign was part of that foreign intelligence operation. Russia. Russia, Vladimir Putin, Russia, 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 Russia hates Russia, 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 Putin, Russia's Russia, 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 Russian, 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 Russia, Russia, Moscow, Moscow, Russia, Russian, pro Russian, Russian, Russia, Russian, 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 the Russian. Turns out Russia wasn't true, right? Russians, Russians, Russian, 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 Russia, Russian, 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 Moscow. No, the only thing that came out of Moscow was three and a half billion dollars to the Biden crime family. Let's take a listen. He knows knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to... A corrupt human tornado and so i know that he knows that this wasn't on the level i don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day and history will probably sort it all out so of course he's obsessed with me and i believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience of course given the events of i believe yeah so you know and then here's the view Males, he talks about it constantly. This, well, he's these, obsessed with her and with you. Yeah, he's obsessed with her, uh, with you. And also, and Hillary and the on the view. Lock her up. I mean, he has every criminal working mm-hmm. for him, and they're worried about locking you up. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you make of that? Well, I think three things. First, um, I do think that he knows uh, that uh, he's an illegitimate president. Uh, okay. All right. So, what, why is she not being persecuted? Right. Because Trump was president and Trump wasn't rigging the weaponizing the government. Trump was trying to fix the government and it was still being weaponized. You know, the things we've learned about what Bill Barr didn't do and the things that he turned a blind eye to and the things that he allowed to happen under his watch, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein or all of these bogus election rules that were somehow... Um, uh, put out there in the name of COVID. Uh, Bill Barr should be ashamed of himself because he could have actually gone a, uh, gone a distance and tried to prevent this election catastrophe in 2020 from actually ever occurring. And we would not, would not have had Joe Biden doing all the things that he has done against America. But... You know, the truth will be sorted out, and history will be our our uh, will be the will be the light. But we'll see what happens. Oh, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep this show commercial free. You don't want me to break this show up with commercials, do you? Because I can, but I won't. I don't want to. And also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy.